Welcome to hamstrings and heartstrings. Their running tastes great. Except when it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm unprepared. I'm Chris. And I'm Ellie. Uh, is, is it your it? pace or mine today? <laughs> I think it's yours. You're like all into this. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Yeah, it's my pace. So, um... Topic for today, we're going to talk about our spookiest and scariest running adventures. Yes, we are. Oh, and I thought of this topic, actually, I was like, we could always just rank Halloween candy. But then I realized, like, I don't really like Halloween candy. <laughs> well, I do, but I'm not, like, obsessed with it. You know, like, I don't have, like, a Courtney DeWalter list of Halloween candy. Like... <laughs> I don't really even have candy in my house. Like I have chocolate, but like that's kind of it. So I wasn't going to be like, eh, you know, Reese's and then everything else. Yeah, but you have extra bitter baking chocolate. That's what you have. Don't pretend. All right. <laughs> I have the dark chocolate, but yeah, it's not nothing to write home about. Nothing like you would give it to your kid. That's all right. I like dark. That's the kind of stuff that I like. Um, but uh, yeah, I used to love... Um, Dark. I used to love Halloween candy, and it's fallen off a cliff, honestly. Um, it is not the Halloween candy of yesteryear. What do you mean? It, it's all, like, fake and waxy chocolate. Like, I used to love, I mean, the little mini candy bars. Like, you get a Snickers, um, and you would be... You'd be set. And now you get a Snickers and it's just like wax that goes into the back of your molars and then that's it, you know? Yeah, that sucks. I'm glad I don't like, I just, I mean, I'll take candy if it's offered, but I don't like buy it. Um, but I do controversial, not candy corn, but I can do some work on the candy pumpkin. Like I, I don't mind those. Like the, they're a little thicker. They taste a little different than the candy corn, not as waxy. And I can like do a couple handfuls, but then I'm usually fine. You know, I don't know. I'm pretty, I'm pretty normal with the candy. Like I just, I can take it or leave it. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. I used to love a Snickers nowadays. I don't know. Um, jelly bellies maybe are a kind of candy I can get into, you know? Mm-hmm. We have a coffee drink at CTB that tastes like a Butterfinger. It's really good. <laughs> yeah. You know, I say all this, but then if you ever see me near a bowl of M&Ms at an aid station, like I purposely move those to the other. If I'm volunteering at an aid station, I will move the M&Ms away from me because as much as I'm like, meh. I still can't resist a bowl of M&Ms. Like, come on. I will never, ever again in my life take anything from a communal bowl. Not just because of COVID, but because I had this experience at my fat mall um, a couple years ago where I definitely, I was done running, so it didn't matter. I definitely witnessed this guy like half a mile, like over on the trail, like, fixing himself with something and then came and took food. And I was like, Oh my God, it never occurred to me that everybody else does that. 
I'm never touching this food ever again. <laughs> I would rather die. And here we are. And now I'm running on the road. So here we are, everybody. Yeah. So I think normally what I would say is, um, yeah, those things are not great. But if you're an aid station person and the bowl of M&Ms is near you, those M&Ms, you know what's happened to them because you've been watching them. Nobody else touches them because they're your bowl of M&Ms. That's what I'm saying. If I was that person, you see. Okay. But yeah, getting something that somebody like scoops their little uh, backhoe of a hand into. And yep. Like, no, that's not good. What you want is you need the handcrafted stuff that the aid station worker makes for you hot off the, hot off the grill. That's yeah, those grilled M&Ms fresh. Okay, fine. So how's your training been, Ellie? Well, 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 last week, I don't know if John was in the Halloween mood, but last week our coach gave us not one, not two, but three workouts to do. So I know. Yeah. Well, my legs were feeling it. So, um, we normally do Tuesday, Saturday, but, uh, John snuck a little Friday tempo run on us. And so, um, Last week, we did some track stuff on Tuesday and then Friday at like 545 was when we started in the morning because that's when my training partners had to start. We did a little tempo run that felt terrible. And then on Saturday, did another uh, did another um, track workout and I ha- we got through I got through them. I cannot say that they felt good, but I had wonderful training partners the whole time capping it off on Saturday with a uh, twisted branch. Uh, what would you call uh, it? Somebody alum. alum alumni twisted branch alumni came out of retirement and came to the track with me. So that's all I'll say. I guess if he were a notable alum, he would be, uh, I think he's still the youngest person to run twisted branch and yeah, finish and finish <laughs> second in twisted branch. Don't hedge your bets bets against that guy. That's all yeah. I'll say, Eric. Yeah, yeah but uh, you know, Davin Davin held him off, so that's pretty neat. Crazy times. I, I try, yeah, that was a Davin run. Uh, yeah, Davin first year. Um, well, uh, he met me, and um, all of my runs on the track have been in like rain. So I'm glad, like you know. Uh, he passed the first test. He met me. So, uh, and it was pouring rain, but I should have expected that. I mean, you, you trail runners, you ultra runners are a pretty, pretty hardy bunch. So I couldn't have asked probably a better person. So yeah, In, uh, but we made it through the scary Halloween workout week. Thank you, John. Yeah. Great. That's, um, yeah. Woo. Um, so my running's great. Uh, I had a pretty fun, uh, week. Um, just kind of doing things like I got four runs in, so that's like a big victory, you know, like, um, and I think, I don't know, something like 25 miles, like not a ton of long runs, but I did it four times in a week. So that was great. Cause you know, that's, uh, been few and far between, but today I did nine and a half miles at Harriet Hollister park. So, um, the leaves are just so great down there. I mean, they're a little bit past peak now. They were peak last week, but. Um, yeah, it was really good just, uh, being out. And this is like, I love this weather. Even when it rains, uh, um, I'll take the rain in the woods. I can't do rain on the roads cause that road spray and the wind and the things going by and stuff like you, but still like the weather 
is good right now. And the views. Like, I have to say, I was thinking about it today. Um, actually, I did my workout on the track alone today, but I was honestly thinking like, even it was, it was a, it was kind of a struggle. I mean, the paces were kind of fast, at least at the end, or maybe my legs just didn't want to go that fast. One of the two, but my last rep was supposed to be in 78 seconds. And it was like everything I had in my life to get to that, to just click my watch and have it say 78 seconds. And then I was like, you know, heaving, whatever. But then I was doing my cool down and I was just thinking like, I am so glad I'm here. Like even during the hard, like I am just so glad that I am able to run and able to do this. And this is so nice. And I really just remember thinking like having that moment where like the workout was kind of a struggle, like honestly hitting paces that I probably shouldn't have had too much of a problem hitting were just like, it just felt like a struggle, but I was very glad that I was there. And I'm very glad that I proved I can do a workout by myself, which was nice. Yeah. In, in the fall in Ithaca. Right. And yeah. Track, and I had, like, to, I had to eat my words today though, Chris, for you, because I want to know what the workout today was. <laughs> what was that? It was basically like 10 by 400. Oh, nice. Awesome. Yeah. So I guess we do do 400s. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of scary stuff, <laughs> Let's get into today's uh, topic. The All right. scary, your scary running experiences. So I got two that I can share. Um, one's kind of funny. One's kind of scary. Both are kind of funny and scary. Um, you want to do like a, you want to do like a sandwich. I'll go first and then you could go and then I'll. Sure. Sounds good. Whatever we do. Let's see. All right. So my first one I would have to say, which um, not chronologically first, but. Um, Pine Creek challenge. Um, so, uh, the 2016 Pine Creek hundred K, um, I had DNF'd the second twisted branch and I was all, woe is me. Cause I finished the first twisted branch and I was like, hooray, but I did not have a great day at twisted branch and I was all, woe is me. And that was in like August. And so I had like this secret idea. I found Pine Creek challenge and I was like, I'm going to go do another hundred K damn it. Um, and so, but I didn't tell anybody. So I went there by myself. Wait, that's not the story I'm telling. I'm going to, okay. I'll tell this story anyways. I'll reverse it. I'll take it and flip it and reverse it. 2016. I meant to tell this one second is all that's it. I still got everything right. Um, (laughs) so this Pine Creek challenge, um, I'm down there by myself. I didn't tell anybody. I told Mike Murtzak and my wife, that was it. And so I was like, I had no crew because I was doing this whole existential thing. Like, do you really like ultra running or do you just like the scene and the friends and being around it and all that? All of you guys do that. It's like, oh, I DNF this race um, because I was overtrained and too tired or because like I broke my ankle. Why don't I sign up for another one in like three weeks? Let's do it. Yeah, but no. Like you got something to prove. It's like your body's telling you to stop. No, it had nothing to do with that. It was, uh, Uh that was a bad day at Twisted Branch. What I wanted to find out was if I actually liked doing this stuff because that was the whole thing is like can i just go and do this thing if i had something to prove like i would have did it differently i think but anyways the the reason for all that context was i was down there by myself in pennsylvania and this pine creek challenge is on a rail trail it's in the middle of a like a gorge so there's a mountain on one side and a mountain on another side and you're in the middle there on this rail trail and it's late at night like midnight o'clock i don't know something like that 
and um, I'm in like mile 50 of this 100K, and I'm by myself at this point because it's a rail trail, right? And you can get pretty spread out and something like that. So I'm by myself in the middle of the night, and I hear a noise, like a noise, like murder noise. Have you ever heard a murder noise in the middle of the woods? I have to say, uh, even though I live in a very like murderous area of Ithaca, New York, I've never heard that before. All right. So do you know, have you heard a fisher cat before? Yes. That's a murder noise. Have you not heard? Do you not know the murder noise? Okay. Here. This is an audio, audio uh, medium. So let me just say, this is a fisher cat. The sound that you're hearing, the screaming. This is the sound of the fisher cats in the woods behind my house. It's an awful sound. I hear that every day from customers when we run out of rosemary salt bagels. <laughs> okay. And then I'm just like, shut up and get out of here. <laughs> Order something else. Right. Well, I guess it's not, it's not as scary as your normal work day then. Or it's like all the Cornell people now doing all their tests. They're like, oh, I have chem, like seven, orgo chem. (laughs) (sighs) Anyways, so yeah, I heard a Fisher cat at like midnight o'clock all by myself in the middle of a pitch black gorge. So that was a little bit of a faster mile than my previous few miles. PR. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, go. Go so I can be unimpressed about your scary Halloween story. (laughs) I mean, I think one of the reasons I don't do these long events is because I don't want to run in the dark. (laughs) But um, when I was running uh, Ragnar Relay with the Stronghearts team, uh, my night leg, I remember one of something that terrifies me is getting lost, which actually, hey, that happened to me at Twisted Branch. Good times. And, um, but so you're basically, my second leg was like six miles long, but it's pitch black in the middle of the night. I do have lights and headgear on and stuff, but like that's a 200 mile race. So there wasn't anybody around. So I'm just praying and like, there's supposed to be markers and they're supposed to be like lit up and blinking, but they've been blinking for like six days. So, you know, they're probably not blinking anymore. So it was kind of one of those things where I was just praying that I was going in the right direction. And I don't think people understand how terrified I am of getting lost, which is another, and it's also very frustrating because not only am I scared, I'm frustrated. And so, you know, it happens. That's why I don't like it in ultras. And so, and then I, right before my loop or my leg, of course, we get this, like somebody had been like harassing some women runners, like on the road. And so I'm just like, I'm about to die for these vegans. Um, but yeah, that was a one that's like, I mean, honestly, just like getting lost or like, that's really the only thing that scares me. I don't have anything like, like stands out to me, to be honest, but I don't really run in precarious places. Mm. I don't know. I think running on the highway in the Adirondacks and the overnight is a little scary, especially if like your van's not like right behind you. But I, even thinking about that, I can imagine that that can be a scary thing. But, I mean, it's nothing like a, a murder in the middle of the woods. That's very but, true. But whatever. I mean, <laughs> so the other one I will uh, say, I'll um, share quickly, is it wasn't so much that I was scared, but um, Oil Creek, 100K, um, the big, long, epic 
forever. So it poured and poured and poured for the second half of the race, and it was rain and mud, and I was all blisters and misery. I mean, I was in a happy mental place, but I was physically miserable, and I wasn't, it was not. So Jamie Pekka was my pacer for that, and she's a saint, absolute saint. But when you are finishing Oil Creek about one, about two miles away from the finish line, it's called Oil Creek, right? So they have like one of the uh, oil drills, like they have a, I don't think it's the actual, I think it's the old building that the oil drill was in. And so they have this really loud sound playing of like an oil drill going up and down. And so it sounds like this big mechanical, like kind of, you know, something you would hear in saw or something like that, where Mm -hmm. there's all this industrial equipment going. And I'm just like, walking at this point because I have so many blisters and so much chafing and we're walking and we're getting closer to this thing and Jamie starts like she's walking closer to me and closer to me (laughs) and and like I feel her like she's pretty much right next to me and then like one a big sound happened and all of a sudden like I had 10 fingers buried into my arm And we're, she's like, we gotta get, we gotta get going. We, we gotta get going. We gotta get going. And it was like, it was a little, it was a little intense and high. Oh, sure. They were playing it super, like it was really loud. Yeah. So that was fun. Treated her to that special (laughs) experience. Remember the last time uh, we saw each other and we were in buttermilk and like the tree branch started to fall. That was free. You like, that's the fastest I've ever seen you move in my life. I was just like, oh, there's potential. He could like, oh, PR, like hundred meter sprinter. Chris was, he was like, re- you were about ready to like pick me up and run down the mountain. Like, yeah, you don't want to be standing under a fallen tree. You know what? And that's that, true. Legit. That is, that just happened to me and the family at Owaka Creek Park last week. So like we were walking um, in Owaka and there's like this tree and Liam goes, whoa, look at this tree. It looks like it just came out of the ground and it like moves a little bit. And I'm like, we're gone, buddy. Come on. Yeah. So yeah, scary. Ooh, see, you got some scary running experiences. <laughs> I know, I know, but I guess I like nothing really sticks out to me like the like those things. No, that tree one was good because I had forgot I had forgot about that tree one as well. But yes, that is legitimately scary. <laughs> you know, I read race reports from like Eliza Howard at like Hard Rock or Ore and stuff where those are like they get some serious weather and they just have to like stop running for like four hours and wait out these storms. Mm-hmm. I that's just something that's just not even like I wonder what would happen if somebody like Jim or like Claire Gallagher or someone like that was running there. Do you think they would actually stop or they'd be like, nope, I got to win. Got to go. Like, I wonder what my mindset would be. Well, I I mean, there are, there are people that, uh, yes, you know, you got to win, but you also know like everybody else is hunkered down too. like no idiot is running through the rain. I mean, even the first place runners will hunker down in one of those kinds of storms. But Adam, do you you remember the story of Adam Campbell getting struck by lightning during hard rock? Yes, I do. Yeah. So woods and weather, scary stuff, you know, like there's, uh, what are you going to do? But, um, it's still stay on the road. That's what I do. (laughs) Yeah. Cause, cause getting hit by cars and dealing with, it's the road spray. Ugh, that's what I don't like. No bueno. I haven't gotten that in a while. I, I guess I'd give a wide berth, you know, six feet of space to the cars. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh. One time, though, um, my friend Xavier and I were running down this hill and actually we were sliding down the hill because it was the first snowstorm and um, we saw like a deer get hit. And that was really scary because one, I thought it was him. It wasn't. It was a deer. I think we were more traumatized than the deer because the deer just got right back up and kept running like and was fine. I almost like swallowed my tongue and then we proceeded to keep sliding down the hill while this truck was like there. That was pretty scary. Like when I can't control my appendages, that's really (laughs) scary. And that happens a lot. Yeah. I mean, your, your appendages constitute like 65% of your body. I know. Seriously. My, I'm like all legs and then face. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's uh, true yeah it's true uh okay um well that got scarier than i thought it was gonna be a little yeah a little really, bit you really came through in the end there with those ad thank hoc you stories i'm gonna have some uh nightmares tonight <laughs> i'm gonna have some deep thoughts yeah uh, just eat some uh candy corn pumpkins and that should help you sleep better. I got to wait till after Halloween because then that stuff is a lot cheaper. Yeah. I'm trying to not. I think another reason I don't buy candy and like stuff like that is because like I really have my grocery bill like dialed down to like this is what I need. And then I always just check on like what the sale is at, like all these or something like that. And then I'm like, all right, well, that's on sale. So I guess that's what I'm eating this week. And that's uh, that's something I'm working on is really trying to have a more regular grocery bill like my grocery bills our grocery bills are always wildly unpredictable and i just i want to i want to flatten the curve if you would <laughs> you know like yeah i just i just want to be like straight i want to i want to be like this is how much it costs and it never is cuz you know i'm always like whatever some of this and none of that and oh i'm not going to go today i'll just go tomorrow like I want to flat, you know, I need, I need some of that. Uh, I'm going to channel my inner Ellie. Speaking of which, grocery shopping and food. How about we we talk about our scary food decisions we made this week? I have made no scary food decisions. I am like, I re after last week when you and I were like, we really need to get better at this. I think I did good this week. Do you want me to start or do you want to start? Cause you did good too. I did all right. I did all right. I can go pretty quickly because you always got this list. Um, oh God, <laughs> I eat a lot, Chris. I'm sorry. I'm not on like the smoothie and grass diet like you are. Okay, I I eat a lot. It's got a lot to power these engines. That's why it's got a lot to grow out of my pants. You could have said all that without saying the like you part. You could have said all that and just left out the words like you. And remember that one time when you were like, I had some go macro bars and athletic brewing. And I was like, so beer and granola bars. (laughs) All right. Go go macros are macros. Um, So I, uh, I, my solemn pledge to the, to you and our, um, our listeners who rely on me for healthy dietary information and role modeling I promised to them that I would uh, I would redouble my efforts. And so what that amounted to this week, which I do consider a win, but um, I made a big batch of like four cups of quinoa and a big batch of like four um, cups of wild rice. So I have like quinoa and rice as like a base for, you know, all my stuff that I make this week. That's pretty good. And then a pan of uh, roasted vegetables like and 
got to say summer helped me with those a little bit. She, she I, I bought them all and then she was like, I'm just going to do these. But you know, the standard like red potatoes, carrots, cauliflower, Brussels sprouts kind of roast. So that's uh that's my big, big wins for the week. That's impressive. It felt good. I gotta say. It don't, I do feel like it does feel good to also to, like, not even if it's just like nutrition quality aside, just when you make something, it just feels good. Yeah. And when you like, you know, for me, it's just ticking off that box. Like I had, you know what I had for breakfast this morning? I had quinoa and edamame, like scoop, scoop, scoop. And you know, that's pretty good for me for like a, a good breakfast. Um, I get something in there cause I got to go drive an hour and you know, I can't be like you just roll, roll to the edge of my bed in my running clothes, jump onto my body and I'm out the door. Um, um, today I drove to the track. Thank ooh. you. So I had, uh, you know, I had that for breakfast, which was really great, which helped me through my two hour and 15 minute run today. Um, mm-hmm. so anyways, yeah, big, big wins. It felt, it, it felt feels and will continue. I mean, I'll be out of, I'll be, I, I made enough rice to about Wednesday and a half probably. All right. All right. <laughs> so next week we double it. Yeah. I don't know. Five days of rice. Ooh. Yes, maybe. All right. My turn. Go. So my big win of the week was I made a sun-dried tomato tahini sauce, which has been so good. And I finished it today. I made it on um, Saturday. So it lasted me till today. Um, and that, and just, a half. I know <laughs> I've been putting that on. Yes. Yeah, so I've been putting that on my meals. And so I also roasted a butternut squash. I made black beans and then I made, I don't know what it's the, I forget what the Italian name is like cavapati or cap something. Cavatappi. But it means, Yes. It means elephant ear pasta. And I made that and it's, that's been so good. So in it, I, in these things, this was not a recipe. I just sort of have been putting these things together in a bowl and putting my sauce on it, stirring it up. Oh, it is so good. I'm, I wrote down this recipe too. I'm like, I will make this again. This is 10 out of 10. I'm happy. So some sun-dried tomato tahini sauce. Um, and then for breakfast, I've been doing oatmeal. Well, basically peanut butter with some oatmeal in it, you know, <laughs> got to get the promotion, right? <laughs> and, um, and so I've been doing just quick oats for the past couple of days, but uh, my roommate Paige had bought steel cut oats like months ago and she said she's not going to eat them. So I decided today to try them. I've never had steel cut oats. So I made those in the slow cooker today and I made like, it said, four servings, but let's be real. So I'll have it for the next two days. Um, and so I'll try those tomorrow. And I'm kind of pumped about that because I've never made steel cut oats. Cause I always was like, why would I want to spend 30 minutes making oatmeal in the morning when I can zap it in the microwave for two minutes? Have you ever had, so have you ever had steel cut oats? They're no. a different, they're a different animal altogether. Is it good? All depends on what you do with them. I mean, steel, cut, butter? steel cut oats are one of those long burning you know, long burning energy foods. Oh, good. Um, but, th- you know, um, I know very few people that will just eat them as steel cut oats. Well, I'm going to put more stuff in them. Jeez, I'm not like a, I'm not that old. Prunes. I'm going to go throw some in the Instant Pot right after this recording. Cause- Do it. Yeah. And then um, so I just put in another order for our, for uh, the peanut butter, the peanut butter Bertrand. And so I'm going to be getting another nine pound bucket of peanut butter soon. And then he enticed me into two new flavors, uh, lemon tahini and a sunflower seed butter with hemp. 
I love so, that sunflower seed butter with hemp. I love you that like one. it. Okay, good. I got I got that. No, I like sunflower seed butter. So like, why not add a little, little hempy in there? But the um, tahini, the lemon tahini sounds pretty good too. So I'll, uh, I'll get those pretty soon. And uh, that'll be going on the oatmeal. I just, I'm so glad I'm back into my oatmeal. Like I, I love oatmeal. It's, it's so oatmeal, good. It's oatmeal season. It is. Yeah. And then like some frozen blueberries, um, just oh, living. So summer made, uh, in one of the things we love is pho. Like we love Vietnamese noodle soup mm-hmm. and um, we just haven't gone out for it. Right. Because, and so she made uh, instant pot ramen, uh, which is not, not exactly the same, but I mean, she whipped this whole thing up by like er, from, from the beginnings, you know, the fish sauce and the rice vinegar and er, from, from water into ramen. Into wine. She's <laughs> yeah. like Jesus. And it was so good. It was so good. So that sounds good. delicious. Yeah. So that was yesterday's dinner, which powered me through into the morning. So anyways, yeah, it's been a good food week. Good food. Yeah, we've done good. Oh, this is so good. And I'm <laughs> keeping inspired. Got to congratulate us. And then time to go eat a bag of candy pumpkins. <laughs> candy time to go. Pumpkins. Uh, well, right. thank you for joining us on this spooky episode. And uh, you can follow us at hamstrings and heartstrings. You can follow me at Gazelli and you can follow Chris at running inside out. Join our Patreon page. I just posted actually my strength and core workouts in the group. Uh, I've also, we also post recipes and maybe Chris might respond to Brian's question that he just answered in the group. So it's a public call out, Chris. I did. I responded his microphone question, Brian, it's a decent microphone. I responded to him. Oh, well, Sent it. Maybe there you go. Chris actually responds. It wasn't a post. It was a message. So it's not, on True. A, it's not on a board. True. It was like, he and Chris in, responded. Brian slid into he my slid DMs. In. Well, well, well. <laughs> so yeah, I let him know that, you know, any microphone can be a good microphone. It's all about how you sound on it, but it has a shock mount and it has a pop filter and it has USB. So plug it in and start talking. Do it up, Brian. I mean, you're going to sound better than Ellie did for the first 20 episodes of this podcast. Mm-hmm. You will. <laughs> the low bar. That's what we said. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.